0: welcome to the operation miss podcast where we provide moms with tools to survive pregnancy and thrive postpartum from healthcare providers and organizations to miss moms and moms who survive near-death complications each conversation will equip moms to have a safer motherhood journey whether preparing for pregnancy currently pregnant or recovering postpartum
1: It is our sincere prayer that all women who listen will leave with a missed mentality, one where she asks questions unashamedly so she can have what she needs to make an informed decision, where she has more trust in her body's design than she does in medical intervention, and where she allows her data to guide her lifestyle so she shows up to motherhood in her best health. Now, let's listen to today's episode.
0: hello everybody and welcome to the operation miss podcast yes. where we are tackling the maternal health crisis and today is one of our favorite types of episodes because it's a miss mom testimony episode <laughs> and Catherine is here and then we also have our miss mom gwen so gwen can you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us who you are where you're from
2: and whatever you want to share hey guys like she's like jessica said i am a miss mom my name is gwen i live in hampton georgia i have uh well she's 20 months now 20 month old baby boy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, me and my husband are currently trying for baby number two yes we're (laughs) currently trying for baby number two and so um i am um recovering and stay-at-home mom and so yeah that's me (laughs) that's wonderful so happy to
0: have you Gwen Gwen can you tell everybody like how you joined Operation
2: Miss like how did you find out about us and so um Tiana my cousin (laughs) she was over um and she she's pregnant and so we were talking about um you know her pregnancy, and I was telling her, um, yeah, I was like, we're looking into trying again. I was like, I'm a little nervous because of the preeclampsia, and so she was just like, oh, she was like, okay, she's like, well, actually, I'm a part of this group that is for minority women that uh, specifically, like, you know, they want to tackle that uh, for preconception, during uh, conception, and post um, postpartum, and they observe women to collect um, data so that we can reduce the mortality rate in mom and baby. Um, in the- Community. I was just like wait a minute what is this <laughs> and so she was just telling me about it and so at first when she was explaining it and she was telling me about the watch and I was just like I was like wait a minute this just sounds like a little too good to be true so mm-hmm. I was just like but I was just like okay 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 so <laughs> gave me Catherine's number um, and she told me to text her and I was blown away I texted Catherine and she responded like right away and I was just like oh my gosh like you know usually when you text me you're like ah you know 24 48 hour window you know somebody probably get back no it was like same day we had a conversation that day I explained to her my uh, journey of pregnancy um and post uh, postpartum and um Whole, you know process of wanting to have another baby and she was just like you know she just overjoyed my heart just just like yes yes this is we here for you this is what we're gonna do and I was just like oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> I like, that's how nice I effect on people. yeah oh, I was amazing. I was so she's so warm and just loving and I was just like you know when um when she called I didn't know what to expect on the phone but it was just like hey beautiful I was just like oh my goodness <laughs> yes <laughs> I was just like oh yes yes this is this is for me it, it just blessed my heart like that conversation and just seeing like um how close it, it was to her heart I was just like yes like this is that's what I love people that are passionate about what they do and they they actually want to see you progress so yes uh-huh. that's when I first missed <laughs> And I fell in love.
1: You know, I fell in love that first (laughs) call. And Tiana is our, she is such a mouthpiece for Operation Miss. Uh, Such a beautiful woman, just like you. And so I knew anybody she introduced me to, introduced us to, would be amazing, just like her. And after talking to you that one time, I was like, this is going to be the most fulfilling journey we walk with a mom ever. Your transparency, your... The hope that you have and belief in your body, it's what we want moms to get to. And you're already like, oh, nothing's going to stop me from having my second baby. we trying now while we're <laughs> while we working on things. we trying. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. But can you tell us a little bit about your first pregnancy and your journey? I will. So
2: um, I found out I was pregnant like the day after Thanksgiving also. <laughs> yeah food everybody was over the next day I was uh, eating something and all of a sudden I was like oh I was just like I threw up y'all I was just like mm. I don't I've never like that's not me I was just like am I sick like what's going on <laughs> and then um to- You know, and then I found out I was pregnant. And so um, I called everywhere because I was just like, oh, my goodness, like we had been waiting for like uh, three or four years. We were trying to conceive and um, just hearing like different feedback from doctors. That was it, it just wasn't positive feedback. It was mainly like, oh, well. We need to do birth control to manage your cycle or something like that. Or they were just like, oh, well, you have this, but we don't, uh, you have PCOS, but we don't see this. But, you know, that's probably just what it is. It was just like a lot of just random diagnoses and um, when we were going to different doctors. And so um, when I when I found out, I took a pregnancy test. So I'm not going to lie, I like waited because I was like nervous. I was just like, I threw up. I don't know what it is, but I was just like, I guess like the anxiety built up of like, having taken so many before and it was negative. And so mm. when I took it, when I finally took it, I made sure I was by myself when I saw it was positive. I even had to like text my sisters. I was just like, "What does this say? Like, <laughs> they were like, it's positive. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> And my husband was like so anxious to find out because he had brought the test home, and um, I told you I waited until like I was home by myself. And so was like, Did you "Take it! Did you take it? Did you take it?" And then that day he came home like I my mind he was trying to plan like a nice way to like you know surprise him like ah we're pregnant. But he was just like I see the boxes this is <laughs> like where's the boxes? I was just like, well you know it's gonna be a surprise like when he came home it was he was on a mission y'all he went to that bathroom all that pregnancy test was open and he was just like where's the pregnancy test like what did it say and I was just like and I just showed it to him and we were just oh my goodness so um we ended up finding a doctor let's
1: stop you are still overjoyed with that like that (laughs) warms my heart so much because we have actually you know a couple of moms have been told they have pcos and they've been trying for a while and so then they think they're infertile and then they're put on birth control and what does birth control do it may regulate your cycle but it also stops you from getting
0: pregnant
2: so then
1: you have to pay for a fertility specialist to come help you get pregnant when sometimes it's just frequency right so if i'm trying to get pregnant and you know, I'm not saying this is you, but there are moms that may have sex twice a month, or they may they're told, you know, we'll have sex right around when you ovulate, and they don't know when they ovulate. So I'm saying you yes, every day, just have sex every day, you have sex every day for a year, and then you don't get pregnant. Then some maybe something going on, but I'm right. So can you tell, like, what were you doing? I guess, to try, maybe? Or what did that trying process look like for you? Because you were surprised when you got pregnant, right? Yes, but-
2: I was. Um, and during that time, I was working, um, floating. Um, I was floating at the hospital. I was working, like, various shifts. So sometimes I would work in the mornings, evenings, and nights. And my husband, he was working. Um, his schedule was daytime always. And so some, it was basically, like, when our schedules overlapped. And I was tracking it in my um, in an app on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, and so, but... During that time, I was just like, we had a very bad shortage at work. And so I was working, working, working. We were getting in what we get in. But it was like mainly hardcore working. And then um, it's something like hit me in my spirit. And like it happened three times. A guy was like, quit your job. And I was just like, Mm -hmm. I can't quit my job if I ain't got no backup plan right now. I was just like, (laughs) oh, I'm going to wait until I find a backup. You know, I'm going to wait until I find another job. Because I was just like, where is this coming from? Mm -hmm. And then it hit me again like quit your job and I was just like I don't, I, okay I'll quit my job but I just want to make sure I have the job lined up like before mm. I quit because it's like to me it's like this sense. like why am I quit my job this is right before the holidays mm. the third time he said quit your job and I kid you not y'all when I was like leaving home from work like I had got a ticket and I was like why am I getting a ticket and they were just like it looks like it looked like you were a distracted driver I was just like I'm tired I wasn't distracted <coughs> I was just like, I'm tired. Like if I like leave a little bit, I'm just trying to get home. And I was just like, okay. Mm. You. And something that happened at work, where like, um, it was just, it was a lot of stuff going on at work, just like work this time, go home, like sleep for six hours and come back. And I was just like, this mm. isn't gonna work. And so I quit my job y'all. And then lo and behold, like three weeks later, found out that I was pregnant. I was like, that wow. right there i was just like i was just like so that is why i needed to quit my job because i was putting way too much stress on my body at the yeah. time and and like in my notes i didn't know but like three weeks later i had a pre- pre- um, positive pregnancy test and i was just like wait a minute, like I, I i was pregnant like my last <laughs> weeks of work and i didn't even know it like right. I had no idea like I had no idea and so um through the process that's how um we when we found out like I can't tell you the day that we uh, conceived because I, like I said we were just getting in when our schedule lined <laughs> up um but I will say that the doctors they didn't really um, provide any guidance in that area of um preconception mm-hmm. they were like oh you just need to track her cycle um they didn't really talk much about like the actual health of my body um and they were like I said in the beginning they were very adamant about well you just need to regulate your cycle with birth control. And then we can take off birth control. And I was just like, I'm not getting on birth control. Like, we're not. And usually, like, when you see, um, so that's why I would, like, switch. I was like, I'm going to talk to somebody else. I'm going to talk to somebody else. And usually, like, when doctors are just like, when people just keep telling you the same thing, and you're just like, I'm not doing that. So then, Mm -hmm. like, I just, I was like, okay, like, we just going to pray on this thing. Because... (laughs) I'm not doing what they say I'm doing. And I I honestly, I rejected what they were saying about because I was like, Mm. I'm not like, I'm not accepting that because they would run like tests and ultrasounds and all sort of stuff. And they were just like, well, we're not seeing anything, but since you're not even pregnant, no. And I was just like, okay, goodbye. (laughs) Right. That's right. The
0: whole time, it could have just been the stress of your job. Yeah, it definitely yeah, and if you had been if you had been monitored during that time, you know, like if you had to watch and you saw the changes in your physiology and how you were probably so under recovered, and mm-hmm. your stress was probably so high, then it would all make sense. And you know, so and you said something else that really spoke to, really spoke to me. You said so many good things, but that was one of the main things was that. If you had the data that wearing the watch provides, like with Operation Miss preconception, like you would have known, and then you would have known you were pregnant too,
2: right? (laughs) You know,
0: before you got that ticket, (laughs) (laughs) but God works, God works in mysterious ways, and it was, you know, it was good that you were able to, you were in a position to quit your job and you were pregnant because who knows what would happen if you were still at this stressful job and, you know, trying to maintain your pregnancy.
1: Absolutely. And Jessica, I was thinking when you said what she said, when she said about, um, you know, the stressful conditions, ovulation, I think when, when people say track your cycle, mm-hmm. I don't even know if women know what that means, except that you put it into an app and then the app tells you when you are supposed to be ovulating or when you're supposed to be bleeding, and when you're—I mean, they—they they only know those two things. i either mean, bleeding or not bleeding. But there are so many phases to the cycle that if we knew those phases and what to look for, then we would have a better chance at getting pregnant, right? And so, if you do have a stressful job, there have been times when. Something happens like recently, I had a listeria bacteria in my body. And so my ovulation was delayed, but because I knew what to look for, not just the date in the app, but I look at what does my cervical fluid look like, right? What is the consistency of it? Um, Is there any, because if there isn't really any, or is it, that's not the time to, you know, you're not ovulating at that time. And so we need to figure out what, if doctors would just tell moms what that actually means. Um, and or women are on the watch and we're able to see because your body does change as your hormones change. And so if you're having trouble conceiving, then we can help you through looking at the data on the watch, looking at your cervical fluid, monitoring your temperature, and then just going based off of your previous cycles, we can help you going forward to get pregnant. So it's not such a stressful situation. But what Jessica said is so true is sometimes it's just the stress of it all. So you might be stressing about trying to get pregnant, stressing because you have these diagnoses that you're having to jump from doctor to doctor and your body was not on a consistent schedule. Our bodies thrive on consistency mm-hmm. and you are working some days, working some nights, sleeping six hours, going back to work, trying to have sex. Like It was all <laughs> happening while you're trying to get pregnant. Yes. And so that stress really does wear your body down and it is not going to produce life, it ovulate, in a stressful situation, not on a consistent basis, not one where you can say, I'm hanging my hat on the fact that I'm ovulating. No, we need to be checking our panties and looking and seeing, is there any
0: <laughs> fluid in there? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Seriously. And everything that Catherine listed, like your job, just the nature of your job, your hours of your job, the, you know, thinking about getting pregnant and wanting to be pregnant, all of those are like external external stressors but when you go to you know providers and you're trying to figure out what's wrong with me yes you know why am i not getting pregnant something wrong with me you know sometimes you get if you keep going they will give you a diagnosis because they kind of have to you know Mm -hmm. and so they'll give you slap pcos on you you know and maybe that's not even and even if you did have it that might not even be the reason why you're not getting pregnant right. it could be other stuff outside of you so if somebody's listening and they're dealing with infertility or fertility issues just know it might not it's not you you know there's other things in your life yeah. that can be contributing to that and a lot of those external things we can have control over changing so yeah
2: we definitely can't, and like, like he, doctors do not talk to you about um, looking at the consistency of fluid um, that's coming out. So those tools, like just little things, like helpful things that could have helped me to pay it, you know, to notice, like, hey, okay, maybe I'm not having sex in the right time. You know, that could that's gonna affect if I get pregnant. if I'm not having sex on the right part of my cycle, I'm not gonna get pregnant, right? Because and the so, egg stays
1: alive twelve to twenty four hours out of 31 days in a month. And, and, you know, depending on the length of your cycle. So I won't even say 31 days in a month, but when the egg is released 12 to 24 hours. So if the sperm is already sitting there, that's great. And the, the fluid lets you know the ovulation is coming. And so you just have a better chance because otherwise, if someone told me you have a one in 30 chance that you're going to win the lottery. I'm not going to buy a hundred lottery tickets. You know what I mean? And if I, if I did, or maybe let's say I'll buy a thousand lottery tickets to increase my chances, Mm -hmm. but at least I know that that's my chance. That's my chance. Right. So yeah, those tools matter.
2: Um, But tell us, tell us more, tell us more about your journey. Okay, So you get pregnant, you're all excited and then whatever. So um, I was like, y'all, I, I didn't know what to expect for the first appointment when I went to the doctor. I was just like, it's the first time you even pregnant. So um we were calling around. I was trying to get in to see somebody immediately. Like I was just like, okay. So I checked locally, like within like I already like immediate like close by and i was like oh we can't see you for like another two weeks or three weeks and i was like no so <laughs> i was like calling um uh, because my husband was also working in thomaston and he was just like well we can like check out there since i work out there and mm-hmm. even though it's like a, a 40 45 minute drive we can see like extend the radius of so i called them and they was like yeah we can see you in like in two days i was like perfect like yeah. so i was just like i'll come see y'all in two days so like we're scared and I know people prefer like to some people prefer to research the provider and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, and they want a certain gender or a certain race. provider. But at that time, I just wanted somebody to look at me. Okay, Yes. yes. <laughs> somebody yes. Look at me right now. And so they were um, able to get me in. And so I'm just like, oh, my gosh, what are they going to do? Is it going to be like, you know, ultrasound or anything like that? You didn't <laughs> tell anybody. So I didn't know what to expect. So I get in there and they just like, okay, you know, they do another pregnancy test. They come and they're like, yeah, you're pregnant. So we'll just uh, follow up with you in like four more weeks. So I was just like, I came here for a pregnancy (laughs) test. I was like, (laughs) I was like, that's all that happened in the first appointment. Me and my husband were just like, okay. So, all right, you know, that's cool. I guess this is. What happens at the first appointment? They just confirm you're pregnant. And mm-hmm. like you're further along, then yeah, they'll do ultrasound. But they were just like, She was like, um, how far along are you? We were just like, Um, well, according to the app, it says like I'm pro- at least like uh five or six weeks or whatever. So she was just like, Okay, okay, we'll schedule an appointment at this time. We're like, We're well, 12 weeks, so we'll do and mm-hmm. I was just like, Okay, well <laughs> So we were just like, I mean, are you don't tell us anything, like, oh no, just keep doing what you're doing. I'm just like what like no feedback like oh take right. prenatals they were just like take some prenatals um but it was like kind of just like oh it's just early stages it was just kind of like you're pregnant like take some prenatals um mm-hmm. schedule a follow-up appointment for ultrasound and I was like I guess for me I was anticipating a little bit more guidance like you know like what am I
1: supposed <laughs> to be doing like, or not doing or eating or not eating <laughs> what is the hormonal changes what <laughs> is taking place in my body how will it manifest itself
2: girl I'm with you tell me what to do between visits exactly so I'm just like right. so it's like we just took it upon ourselves to like okay well, let's just you know take it easy let's like low stress like um, I wasn't working my husband was like Don't worry about looking for a job like I'm gonna keep it low stress low impact <laughs> Do your thing, you just eat, sleep, and be happy. <laughs> like, eat, sleep and be Girl, happy. Yeah, let him take the wheel. I like that. <laughs> like eat, sleep, and be happy. That's what I'm gonna do. So what's we the next point when he had our ultrasound? And then from there, um, I was seeing the doctor that I saw. Um, after the ultrasound, like he was said that he was like my main doctor, and I was like, okay, okay cool, 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 that's fine. Because he said he specializes in um different, you know, like if you have any issues in pregnancy and stuff like that. So he was a high risk obese so I was just like, he didn't say you're not high risk. He said that's just what I do, and so um he said, I was just like, cool, that's fine, that works for me. So but when I would go for the rest of my appointments, um, I saw the nurse practitioner and I didn't get to see him because he was always at the hospital delivering babies. So I saw towards the end of my pregnancy, like I said, like I would go in, they would just be like, cool, cool, cool. Everything's good. Keep doing what you're doing. Like, you know, they would say, like, don't lift anything heavy or, you know, don't overexert yourself. And I was just like, "Okay, you know, all right. cool don't overexert yourself We were just like okay let's just try to eat healthy as possible you know what we were reading from books and I was like all right cool cool cool. um Mm -hmm. towards the end of my pregnancy um the nurse practitioner was like oh you only have to you have to see a doctor from now on out like she it was like around like 31 weeks and I was just like okay and so I had came in and saw a doctor and she was just like oh your blood pressure is elevated but she was like you did a fasting test so that's probably just why but she was just like I want you to come back here in three days. And I was like, three days? And I was just like, is something wrong? She was just like, no, you just need to come back in three days. And so then she was like ordering like um, protein, you know, urine analysis to check the protein. Came back in three days. She was just like, and remember, it's a 45-minute drive there because I'm going to Tomston. So I was just like, I don't want to be driving here every three days. (laughs) I'm like, is something going on? She's like, no, we just need to check. We just need to check. And I was just like, um, something going on with my blood pressure? Is there something I need to be looking out for? Blase, blase. Nothing. She was like, no, no, no. So I was just like, all right. So I was like going back and forth. Like at 31 weeks, she had me going back and forth to the doctor mm. for every three days. And I was just like, <laughs> you know, the first I was like, okay, you want, she said, I want to go over your lab results. And I also want to check your blood pressure again. And I was like, okay. So we were checking my blood pressure at home and i was just like okay i was like because we're we we're eating like healthy you know we're you know keeping it greens vegetables you know you know and not you know so i was just like what's going on so i was just like let me just make sure i'm always on that treadmill doing like low impact like 30 minutes of walking and so um so the um leading up leading up Um, I had went back and forth for like three days for like two weeks, almost two weeks. So the last time I went back, my husband was actually off. And I was like, oh, thank goodness you could call me to this appointment. Oh, you can (laughs) tell me. I had told myself, I was just like, I am craving. I said, I know I'm supposed to, I'm eating good. I said, "But I'm craving some Zaxxas. But I was just like, let's go to my appointment. I told him, because he actually surprised me. He was supposed to work that day at my appointment. And he was just like... I got the day off. Point <laughs> <laughs> I woke up. I was so happy. I was like, yes, you going to be there. I get there. Um, I go back there. And, you know, it's COVID at this time. So he couldn't come back there. Um, go back there. They were doing an ultrasound. And because um, they were checking for, you know, movement, heart, and all that lung development, stuff like that. And then they had me sit back in the, the lady in my ultrasound, had me waiting in the hallway. And the doctor that was seeing me at that time, I heard them talking about me, y'all. Like, mm. has a similar experience, but go mm-hmm. ahead. <laughs> they were talking about me, like, and remember, they didn't tell me anything was going on at this time. Right. So I hear them talking about me, and they were talking about the baby's uh development and movement, and they were like, "He didn't pass on this in this ultrasound," and I'm hearing them discuss it, like, like I'm like, I'm standing right here, and so. Right. And the doctor was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to send her to the hospital anyway. And I was just like, yeah, I'm right here. Did you need to talk to me? Right. Just, just, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that you were here. I need you to go wait in the waiting room. I was like, wait in the waiting room? I was like, I just heard you. I was just like, she said, I'm going to see you in a second. We're just getting a room ready for you. So I was just like, because I had been standing in the hallway for like five, ten minutes. And then like right. the tech had caught the doctor, was talking to her. And I'm like sitting there listening like. You're talking about me. I don't know if you know I'm right here or right. <laughs> that I'm this patient. And so I went back in the um, waiting room. and Like my husband was like out in the car because he was just like, man, this appointment's taking like a minute. So he was about to go to the store and come back. He's like, I can go get her his ex and have it waiting in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, they finally called me back. And they were just like, you're going to have to go over to the hospital because um, your, your your main doctor has to see you. And she was just like, I'm not comfortable. You, you need to be um, just observed. You just need to be observed. And I was like, well, what's going on? She's like, I'm just concerned, like, about, you know, your blood pressure has been going up. I was just like, and I'm thinking in my mind, why did you have me going back and forth for like two weeks? If you're worried about my blood pressure being high. Like, yes, I was thinking that girl. too, when you said three times a oh, week for three life. weeks, it, it's yeah, too going much. back and forth and you worried about my, you worried about my blood pressure you don't know how like stressful it is like
1: <laughs> no and it is and that's what we are finding from a data perspective being in that car that car ride is serious and it stresses yeah. our bodies and then the mental angst of not knowing what's going on with you I think that subconsciously we as moms and people don't realize how much just worrying about something can put physiological stress on us. And so if they would just say, this is what's going on and this is what you could be doing in the meantime, that whole two weeks, they didn't think about, right? Jessica, because we've had moms where it was just a Olive Garden trip. And we're like, hey, no more Olive Garden so you get to end this pregnancy now (laughs) because we can see what's going on with your body, right? And so it may not even be because you were being healthy. There were other things that you could have done to stop your blood pressure from from going out of whack, to where now they're having a conversation about you going to the me. hospital in front <laughs> of you. It's very it's such a such a shame, crying
2: shame. It was uh, so when she got me back there, I was just like, I came out of the appointment because the um, the clinic was right next door to the hospital, and so my husband was just like sitting in the car, and he's just like smiling, and he said like, I like I had as I was approaching the car, I just bust out crying. He was just like what happened? Like, what's wrong? And I was like, then I have to go to the hospital. And like, I have to be observed. He was just like, well, what's going on? I was like, I don't know. They're not telling me what's going on. And I was just like, so upset. So I get over there. He's like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Like, keep in mind, y'all, I kept it light in the morning to eat because I was just like, I'm going to eat so good. I was like, (laughs) everything for breakfast, drinking water. And so I had a I had a morning appointment and like by the time like all that transpired it was like pushing into lunch and I was just wow. like I'm hungry like at this point I'm hungry and I'm just tired I'm hungry I'm upset I get over there and to get over there they immediately take me upstairs for observation and I just like oh yeah we're just gonna just do some observations stuff like that so um I work, I've worked in I were in the hospital, so I was just like, okay. So I was just like, you're gonna do some observation. You just go draw some labs, get some urine. You're gonna check my vitals, and then like, if I'm good, then I get to go home.
0: Right. So
2: they came in there, <laughs> and did labs, came and did some another ultrasound on the baby, checking for um development again. And I was just like, okay. The left came back. She said she needed to put an IV in. You don't yeah, that's not
0: observation. You know?
2: <laughs> I said, why are you putting an IV in? Oh, we just need to have one in. I was just like, but why? Are you about to muscle fluids? Are you about to get some medication that only needs to go IV? She's like, we just need to have it in just in case, honey. Okay. All right. Mm. But she can't, she had to put a catheter in. I said, what are you doing? Right. (laughs) I was just like, you do not put a catheter in. You don't even put an IV in if you're doing Mm. observation, but you definitely don't put a catheter in.
1: If no you're doing, it. It so I like, you're doing
2: surgery i was just like what is going on so then the doctor came in and, um my main doctor the one that like i saw in the very beginning he's just like i am so i don't know when all of this like your blood pressure started elevating like this and i was just like um but he was just like i need like we need to get this baby out like today like right now he was just like in this he was like let me know like i can't do it here at this hospital because it's not equipped but i need to transfer you to another hospital and we need to get this baby out as soon as possible and then he went into talking about i was like wait a minute like what like slow down back up because knocking across the street didn't say nothing about this and so he he was going in with what was that uh, just
0: let's let's slow down for me Okay. okay Yes, I understood that's how you feel then that's how I feel now okay yes you you went to a doctor for a routine checkup mm-hmm. something was said about your blood pressure or not and but they just said you had to keep coming back for three every three days so mm-hmm. you were doing that, and you're driving 45 minutes from your home where your family is to go to this doctor's office they're just doing ultrasound and checking your blood pressure
2: and then sending you back Mm-hmm. that's what they were doing for like a two weeks. Yeah. They would did that for two weeks, every three days. And then, uh, this time, the last time that I went, she was just like, um, it's just, she, I guess she decided like, it's too high that she was just like, I'm going to consult with him since he's, you know, send, send her over there to get a check. And I remember the last time that I had saw her the time before that she was just like, when she sent me home, she's like, I'm not OB on call this weekend. So I hope I don't have to see you. I was just like, why would you be what? speaking wait well, I was just like why would you anticipate to see me and she's just like, I'm just saying it's just so you know I'm on call if you need to I'm on call out and now I was just like and I was just like lady I was like I don't know what you talking about because I'm not accepting whatever you putting out there so I was right. just like I went home I was just like we just gonna do what we're supposed to be doing we're gonna pray we're gonna keep doing what we're doing. We're going to observe my blood pressure, notate any changes or anything that we see. Um, But when I went back after that time, she was just like, no, you need to go across for observation. And so, so when I got the observation, this was before I knew what was going on. I kept asking, can I have something to eat or drink? I'm like so hungry. Like I have not ate since like early this morning. It's just like, oh no, no, honey, can't have anything to eat or drink right now. Not an observation. I was like, why not? And see that at that moment, <laughs> you know, I, it was more than I
0: was saying, yeah, I? The
1: thing is, Gwen, here's okay, so here are the gaps. Here are the gaps that really make me upset. Number one, your doctors were not communicating with each other. Oh if no. Or in a practice, you should know what's going on, just as well as the nurse practitioner knows what's going on, as well as the patient knows what's going on, and nobody was communicating anything like that to you. Number two, your option should have at some point been blood pressure medication. Now, I'm not saying I'm a huge proponent of medication at all, right? But if I'm to carry my baby to term and everything I'm doing at home is not causing my blood pressure to come down, give me that option. And then I can make the educated decision or informed decision or do research like you have been researching your way through your whole pregnancy. Can you imagine if you hadn't? and you had just been eating however you wanted to eat, like you would have gotten to that high blood pressure situation a lot sooner. But no option was given between the two weeks prior when your blood pressure started elevating and when they decided that you were going to have surgery. That is a problem, Gwen. And the thing about it is that you were making informed decisions all the way along, doing your research, talking to people, making sure you were seen early. And like, you did your part. So the question is, why are you a part of the team If the other players in the team aren't going to do their part, does that not bother? That bothers me. It it bothers me. So now you're in a situation where, okay, I'm not eating and I'm in healthcare. So I could have made different decisions, but you put me in a situation now where I'm having to get a catheter put in, meaning you plan to do some type of surgery on me without having consulted me. And then you come in and make me sign an informed consent form. And you, when you've been making these decisions for the last two weeks, exactly. this is problematic. And when we see this, you trying to intervene on your own. Sometimes they don't listen. It takes another healthcare provider reaching out and saying, we see you, we see what you're doing. We need to make a different. We need to make a change. And so sometimes the moms, they don't have to go back to the doctor and say that. It can be that you might reach out and say, hey, Catherine, hey, Jessica, this is what's going on. I've been going back and forth. And we can say, oh, we've seen that pattern before. Ask them, can they? is there any type of medication that they can put you on to kind of help get your blood pressure down so that you can get to whatever the safe, you know, it's a term, to go into labor spontaneously. Not yes. just to get you to 37 weeks or 39 weeks. No, what can I do? So that I can be in the best shape to deliver my baby. And you were not given those options, Glenn.
2: No, I I was not. Like, no, there was no recommendation for and my husband's a pharmacist because he was just like looking up like let me see what you can take. If they're worried about your blood pressure, let's see what you can take so we can get you to turn, right. try to bring it up to the doctor. Um, and the appointment, like two t- two appointments before they were, he was just like, is there any medication she can take, you know, that's safer during pregnancy? They were just like, well, we don't want to go that route, you know? And so like, they they did not put me on any medication. They did not recommend any medications at all. And so I was just like, if it's high, it, it, so, I, so I took it as, it is high, but it's not high enough to be concerning for intervention right. because they do not recommend a medication. So I was just like, okay, well, if you're you're saying it's high, but you're saying it's not high, you're saying you don't want to do medications. I'm under the impression <laughs> that. But right. um, I got there, so obviously they weren't letting me eat. The doctor explained to me that I had to be transferred, so we were transferred to Macon to um. But not Navicent, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so um I was just like, and so my husband's just like, oh, we ain't got no bag in the car. We just came in for a routine appointment. My husband's just like, because it happened quick. They were just like, gotta get you transferred. He's like, if it was me, the doctor's like, that baby would come out tonight. I'm gonna transfer you to another doctor, just to you know, to another hospital where they specialize in this and they have all the resources. Um, then I'm gonna let that team make the decision. But he said before I left, he said that baby doesn't need you for the safety of you and that baby that baby needs to be out in two days and i was mm. just like days. okay so i'm transferred um ambulance and my husband you know he drove behind the ambulance we, we go to macon with nothing obviously because we yes. were not scared um get in there and um they're, like, hooking me up, setting me up, putting everything on me. And I'm just like, oh, and then he also told me, you cannot have anything to eat or drink because you don't know when you're going to deliver. So then I was just like, all oh, the whole time Zaxby's getting cold. That Zaxby's, actually- I never got it. <laughs> I never got Zaxby's. I woke up that morning eating broccoli <laughs> and eggs. I was like, keep it nice and light because we're going to get <laughs> Like, and I even, it was a Zaxby salad. So it was good. The Chicken was only going to be half. I was just like, nice Zaxby salad. Right. Just, they're going to be healthy. It's going to be salad, but the chicken ain't going to be so healthy, but it's going to be a salad. And so I was just like, I can't eat and drink. And so, of course, I get there, you know, the doctor's talking to me. And she was just like, we're going to try to keep this baby in. We might at least have this baby in to... Uh, 35 weeks, so that would have been like another two weeks, and I was just like, Okay, lady, let's do it, let's try Let to get this 35 weeks. And so, of course, like you know, I had to, I was on bed rest, couldn't like go anywhere, and so I was like, I can't have nothing to drink. <laughs> They're like, No, eat or drink, y'all. So, I have a husband, like, bring me some ice chips, y'all. I'm not gonna lie. They came in there to Girl, run. It. I had to ate a
1: whole meal. I'm sorry. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: did good. Well, it was COVID. It was COVID protocol, so he wasn't able to go in and out like that. And oh. so, um, and so I was we were just stuck. Like, you know, he couldn't <laughs> even go get something to eat. But like coming back, like he was just like, I don't want to get it, like caught, and then they not let me back in. Like, yeah. So um, he begged them, like, can she just please just have some ice chips. Y'all, they gave me some ice chips. And like, well, they gave me some ice chips. I waited till it, like, the ice broke up. And then I was just drinking water. (laughs) to the yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna drink some water. I'm gonna let it melt. I'm, it was ice chips, but you know, I'm, I'm thirsty. So I let the ice melt and I was like drinking water and I was like, go get me some more. <laughs> so, y'all, they came in and did like another ultrasound and I was like laying back. And that was the only thing I had on my stomach, y'all. Mm. They sat me up and like, I was like, I hope they don't sit me up too fast. Like, they sat nice. me up and like, all the water came out. They were just like, where did you get water from? <laughs> and then the doctor comes running in like because they were just like she's just she's up here throwing up there's just like she came in she was just like nothing should be on her stomach and it's like did you give her ice he said you remember you said she can have ice chips she was just like yeah well she can't have any more no more <laughs> so i didn't get to have no ice chips hmm. and yeah i was just in there in the bed and like the doctor and um, my original doctor, he said two days. They came in on day two, so I think I went in on I went I went there Thursday. I ended up being transported to making Thursday night, um, and then so Friday I was you know in the bed. Saturday morning they came in. I'll never forget, you know, the anesthesiologist and my nurse, like, they were so awesome. But the anesthesiologist came in. And he was just like, hey, you know, I just need to get this consent just in case, like, anything happens if you have to go to the emergency surgery." I was just like, okay. He was really cool, laid back. And, you know, my nurse, she came in and she was just like, we're going to take good care of you. Like, she's just like, I'm like, I like this career, you know, they looking out for me. I was just like, they're so and then y'all after like you know they got me settled the doctor came in and she was just like I was like I'm feeling good they talking to me good like this is a good day she yeah. came in just like we're gonna have to deliver this baby this morning and I was like wait a minute now everybody was just cool like everybody just did here they were just like we are gonna take good care of you and I was like They knew I was going to surgery before they came in (laughs) here.
1: Yeah, they
2: did. Yeah, they did. So the doctor was just like, you know, you're the first one. She's just like, I got to deliver this news to two other people, two other moms. But she's like, yeah, you know, I was just like, because I was just like, can we talk about it? Are there any options? Are you gonna break my water? Are you gonna let me deliver vaginally? She was just like, no, like she's just Mm. like that's that is not an option. That's not the safest option at this point. The safest option is to do a C-section. And uh, for you and the baby, because your blood pressure is just getting too high, and we just don't. She she just said it wasn't a safe option, and so I was just like me and my husband. I was just like when she walked out, I was just like, what are we like? This is not how this is not birth plan I have yeah. anticipated. Like one, I wasn't anticipating. The- the deliver this early because they said they want because I was like you said you want to wait for 35 weeks I'm not even 34 weeks right it was just like you know and I was asking questions like is my baby gonna be okay and like you know they can't like give you a definitive answer there's like we're gonna do everything that we can to get you and that baby out get that baby out safe and healthy and for you to be healthy and safe and so I was just like my husband was just like well um I don't, he was just like, I don't want you to try to push it because they're thinking it's not safe. They're saying it's not safe. So we don't need to try to go that route. And so I was just like, because he was scared. He was just like, I, he was scared. He was just like, I don't want to lose you. And I don't want to lose the baby. Let's just like, please, let's just, just do it the way they said to do it. And so she, she left, she came right back. She went and delivered the news. I think she was back in five minutes. And I mean, she was just like, all right, let's roll. Like, roll me out. <laughs> like." And so um, it, it went super quick, rolled in there. Uh, I still had um, my nurses and the anesthesiologist. And like, they were, um, they were awesome. They were awesome. Um, they were talking to me the whole time. the Anesthesiologist, because when they had got me on the table, um, they got me in there. They put the epidural in and they laid me back. And then like, before they got started and they said, hold up now where's her husband at where's her mm-hmm. husband they were like oh we're so sorry like anesthesia y'all was just like no it's time for him to come in so he like he said come in here come in here <laughs> so he was just like y'all ain't doing nothing to her husband get to here. that's so right kudos to that anesthesia y'all just for like having my back he was just like no yeah. he said i told you he said I told you i was gonna look out for you i was just like appreciate it bro like, yes <laughs> appreciate it because he he was talking and so the whole time they were doing the c-section like he was talking to um me and my husband the whole time um having the conversation with us and it, it, and he had this music playing in the background like it was just like we were like vibing I was like I was <laughs> 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 like hold on this little this the operating room <laughs> and so um so then like you know he's just like And I remember because he told me, he walked me step by step what I was going to feel during the delivery. He said, you're going to get nauseous. He said, and as soon, he said, he told me like to the T, like while they were taking the baby out, he's just like, in a few minutes, you're going to get, he's like, in a few seconds, you're going to get nauseous. Just let me know and I'll take care of you. I said, okay, I feel Actually, I'm very nauseous. <laughs> just like, then he said something else. He's like, you're going to feel this in a second. He said in a few seconds. And as soon as you just let me know, and I was just like, okay, okay. I was like, Actually, I felt it. Yeah. I was just, it was gone. Like, just like that. And mm-hmm. then he, um, like I said, he was talking to us the whole time. And then he, had, like, my husband was, like, looking over and back. And then um, he, he was just like, hey, man, your baby's out. And, oh, like, like, he looked over there. I was just like, oh my gosh, he's here. <laughs> I like, know just like, because it was just like, it would not have been that experience without the anesthesiologist. Like, yeah. it, he definitely transported me and my husband to um, a different place, like in our minds. Absolutely, and it looked yeah. like super calming and super therapeutic in that moment. And he, it was like just what we need. He set the vibe for the room. And, um, and even the doctors that were delivering, like, they were like vibing to them. They were like, Oh, you like this? I was just like, okay, you know, are we at a party or what? So they got the baby out. Now, what I do wish, I wish I would have been able to do some skin to skin with him right away. Um, I did not get to do that. Um, so when he came out, um, my husband didn't get to cut the cord um they were just moving 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 like I could tell they were like in the zone but also trying to be personable but like he didn't get to cut the cord um I didn't get to do skin to skin right away like um like they took him upstairs to the NICU took me to recovery um and so when I saw him when they first brought him out I didn't get to see him again until um I didn't get to see him the next day because the nurse was just like, I couldn't go to the Nikki floor because of my blood pressure. So they didn't like they wouldn't let me leave my room the second day. And so I didn't get to see him. So I, I missed the whole day of seeing him in person. But my husband was able to go. And then that second day they were just like, OK, you know, we'll you know, we'll take you over there um they were transporting me to a different room over there um, of labor and delivery and when I got over there they were like okay you can go see your baby like we can will you over there but there was like a whole day I was like this is the day after I had him and I can't like go see I I couldn't go see him the day I delivered and I couldn't go see him the day after I delivered I got to see him on that next day and so I was like I was upset about that I was just like no skin to skin like what about breastfeeding and stuff like that um And so in the, on the other side of labor and delivery, it was definitely, um, they were, everybody was cool, but it was definitely like goal oriented. Like we just, they just kept saying, we just got to get one good blood pressure read and then we can discharge you. I was just like, what? Like, so it was, it was very, they were very consistent with like doing the blood pressure checks and like pushing meds. And I was just like, all right. But like, just you just gonna get one good blood pressure (laughs) right right
1: like what caused this what what do I do when I go home after this you know it the thing that you know going back to you being separated from your baby Gwen um there is something about a mom being with her baby that helps her heal there's something about the hormones that are released that helps your body to calm down and then there is something about the connection. So, you know, your sweet baby, thank, thankfully you had your husband there with you so he could hear your, your husband's voice and have somebody that is familiar to him with him. And I think that enough noise is not made about the dangers of separating a
2: mom from her baby.
1: Mm-hmm. Every time I hear it, 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 it makes me not only upset, it, I mean, I don't even know the feeling that I can put, there's no word that I can put to it. And so having been a mom who did not have to experience that because even when I went into preeclampsia, I refused to go to the hospital. I was like, I'm not going because I know what the end will be, right? And so then when I see a mom as strong as you and how close you are with your baby, it's like, yes, that separation can be overcome and you can, you know, do the things that you want it to do. If you have a hospital where they're like, you know what, you can't see your baby, but we'll have you pump. Um, but I just don't get the separating the mom from, but somebody has to explain that to me, how that helps the baby get better, faster, how that helps the mom get better, faster. There is no benefit to separating the mom from her baby and nobody can ever convince me that there is I don't care about hospital protocol I don't care about what you think is safe or what whatever somebody has to explain that because it was a whole day
0: the
2: whole day all day I was just like I felt like it was two old days because I delivered him so early Saturday morning and like I got like a quick like glance at him and then I didn't get to see him and then like I think what like I like what hurt my feelings the most was that when I got to see him like after two days when I saw him because my husband you know had to take me up there and he was just like this is the room this is the baby like this is him but they were only like one person in to see the baby at a time like we couldn't both go in there so he like took me up to the um door and they had to open it and then they were just like yeah this is your baby over here there's like are you the mom and I was just like yeah I'm the mom this is how we haven't seen you and I was just like yeah because they they wouldn't let me come over here because of my blood pressure (laughs) And so I was just like, they're like, oh yeah, you, you can't if your blood pressure is too high because you know we don't we're not equipped to him to take care of you if something happens to you over here. And I was like, well, okay. Um, so what broke my heart is like when um, they opened it, opened it up, it was a little incubator, and I was like looking at him, and I was just like, is, is this him? Because like he didn't look the same after two days, and I was like a little upset about that. I was like, I can't even recognize my own baby. And so I, that's what gets me upset Like after two days I, couldn't, I didn't even know what he, if, if it was just up to me and I would have went in there and I was like looking for my child if he didn't have like an armband on or a name I would not have known that that was him and even like when I got in there like it took like a minute I was just like I was checking with Nick I was like are you sure this is him like this 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 doesn't look like you know what he looked like two days ago she was like Gwen this is him I promise you and like the pictures didn't do it justice he was just like, I promise you this is him like I've been with him from the operator room up here he's like this is him I was just like okay and so like after that day um the Nikki was super relaxed they would let you like stay as long as you wanted if you want to stay for 24 hours you could stay for 24 hours in there and like be with your baby and all that so um I would stay with him all day long and all night long and I would go back to my I like to check my blood pressure give me my meds and then I would like go back up they were just be like the blood pressure's still a little high I was just like okay can I still go see my baby see my <laughs> baby that's right <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna hold my baby and I'm gonna like put him on my chest and um yes. and they they would not um they would not let me try to breastfeed him either um in the beginning because they were worried that he couldn't swallow and I was just like And that's another thing. They didn't bring me a breast pump until I got to the other side of LND. When I first delivered, they didn't bring me a breast pump or anything. It was like two days later, then I got a breast pump. Um, and, um, they like instructed me on like how to use it. Um, I don't, I don't, nobody like did it with me. Like I was just like, okay, so this is how we do it. Um, and all right, then I'll just take milk over there when I go. (laughs) Um, but when I got over there to the Nikki, y'all I had a whole setup. I was like, I ain't leaving Nikki. Like I had there was no, you can't eat or drink in here. I had a whole corner with snacks. Water. That's
1: right. I Tired kept of telling me what to do.
2: Yeah, I was like, I kept the breast pump that they like you're supposed to, the main one. I was like, I kept it in there with me because they're like, oh, if you're using it or roll it, like, nah, I'm using it. I'm like, I'm pumping every three hours. Like, you don't mm. need to go to the bathroom or anything, because I would hear the nurses give reports like his mom doesn't leave. And I was just like, but they were like, she's very like hands on. So she'll do everything. She'll do all his diaper changes. She'll change mm-hmm. his clothes. We'll give him a bath. She'll do all that. But like, she does all the feedings, but then I was like, she um, changes, like she weighs his diaper and all that she does is temperature. She, <laughs> they said she doesn't leave. Get it leave. girl. They said she doesn't leave. And they said when she does leave, he cries. And they were just like, but that's because when she's there, that's just like because they were just like, I remember one of the nurses like, because he was there for a month. And I remember one of the nurse just like, you know, you, you need to like lay him down some because when you get him home, you aren't gonna be able to lay him down. And I was like, okay, I don't care. That's right. That's
1: like, right.
2: <laughs> like, I don't care. I was if he cries when we get home, then we're gonna do the same thing we doing here. We're gonna sit here Amen. and have unlimited food then. Like yes. <laughs> it's cool. If he don't want me to lay him down, I'll be just fine. My husband will be there too. We can take turns. I was just like, I don't care if he doesn't want to lay down. Yeah. And I was concerned to them because of the um, the formula that they were giving him. I was just like, is this making him constipated and stuff like that? And they're just like, no, 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 no. He's fine. He's fine. Get home, you Right When we get him home, like he just like stopped eating out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. I was just, I was trying to breastfeed him and also, I was just like, couldn't figure out what was going on. He wasn't drinking the issue. It turned out that um, he had a milk allergy. Wow. And we had to switch him to soy formula. I was like, I told him I was in there. Yes. Something was wrong. I was like, something is wrong. I was like, he's eating, then he's not eating. It's like, he's just eating just to, you know, so he's not hungry. But I was just like, he gets so gassy and fussy. I was just like, no, 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 it's not the milk. I was like, was it my breast milk? So I was being careful with what I was eating. I was just like, something's not right. And then yeah. turn on behold, like, get home. I was like, no just Switch the mm-hmm. sword. Mm-hmm. It's been all- ever since, but I was just like, okay. But yeah, when I, when they did get one good blood pressure read, they discharged me. But I just stayed in the NICU the whole time. Like, wow. while I was out here. I'm in the NICU. I will leave the NICU, go to the hotel we had, shower, come back. i would be right there. <laughs> And they would tell me, you can go home and get some rest. We got, he's in good hands. I was like, I know he's in good hands. He's in my hands. Amen. <laughs> is, Amen. Okay. And I was just like, too, like, if I would have left, I would not have been there when the doctors are it. Yeah, I would yeah. not have been there when they were running tests on him, like his hearing tests and stuff like that. I was just like, see, y'all don't even like, let me know, like that these tests are coming up if I just yeah. happen to already be here. Right. And so. Um, that there was a test or they needed to draw labs or anything like that. I remember I had, um, me and my husband were swapping out mm-hmm. and the was, like trying to get blood from him. And I had like, he had went out and we had talked in the hall because we, I mean, obviously we were just swapping out. That's the only time we would see each other. So sometimes we would like linger in like the little lobby and just like talk like, how are you? And like, <laughs> and we were like in the lobby for like 30 minutes. So I was like, all right, let me get back in there. Like, let's, you know, trade off like, <laughs> So I go in there because he was still working too because he wasn't yeah. gonna take leave until um, until the baby was home. But it was because he was working three days a week and that was his full time schedule. So I was like, perfect, work up three days, you come here, we just yeah. Yes. I walk in there and this lady's job. John Labs, on my baby, and I was just like, I just hear him screaming from the door, and the lady's like just in there like trying to get his labs. and they're just like the lady at the front that's like, hey, his mom's here. And she was like, what do you mean? Like his room, his room was right there at the door, y'all. So mm. I I instantly saw I, I heard him and I saw him. He was right there. And she was just like, can you go wait back in the lobby until he saw settled? I was like, hey, <laughs> you know,
1: and right here. Right. That's right.
2: So my son is screaming, like, yes. Yes. And you know you could have waited until I got here to do that. I don't. Like, my husband just walked out. It's been 30 wow. minutes. Like, you could have drew the labs while he was in here. So yeah. Neither. But I was just like, this is why I was thinking to myself, this is why I don't leave him in here. Like, right. I hear him screaming at the door. It's like, I can't be my baby. Right. <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> like, ran back up in there. I was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> mm, yes. Damn. You waited for him to leave to come do this? I was like, whatever. Right. But, when we uh, brought him home, um, oh man, it was, he he definitely, he was still like, mama, this is the only familiar place to me, daddy, yes. like, so of course, like, he, he was just getting used to this environment, he was like, in a completely different environment, and we were like, already looking up, like, okay, what do we need to have here, so that it's a comfortable transition, because he's used to being in the NICU, and having all the stuff plugged up to him, and mm. I was just, um it was definitely it was hard to like lay him down but I was just like this is new like he's not gonna want to be laid down it, it's new he's used to being in an incubator like or in an open crib I was just like I was like it's okay we're gonna walk this thing together yeah when you're comfortable like you can lay here and like I'll swallow you and when you sleep and then I'll lay you down but it's okay if because I was just like it's we're just somewhere new and so yeah. um it was definitely i was very thankful that my um, husband because we had discussed it before we got pregnant we had always said like when we get pregnant like you're gonna take a whole year or you're gonna take that year off okay Yes.
0: yes. <laughs> that. The- so so y'all y'all planted already that your postpartum that you
2: would be able to stay at home and like mm-hmm. recover there yes like we, mm-hmm, dude because we were like i said we were trying for like three four years and so we, we were already like making a plan of like how we wanted it to look and so uh, we had already said like when we get pregnant like he was just like take that first he's like take that first year off to take it off how how much time you need like we're gonna be good so like that whole time that's why I was like working so much like we gonna make sure we good okay yes. <laughs> uh, and so uh, we had him of course during like COVID area, and so we were just like I was like, I wasn't going to be going back to work anyway. Because, like, I, I don't know what's going on with this virus. I don't want nobody watching my baby. <laughs> sick. I don't want to get sick. Like, what? I don't want to miss any moments, like, any, like, milestones. Mm-hmm. And so, um, there was that. And so, I was just like, I was just like, oh, yeah, there's just. And then, like, even after, like, the one-year mark, when I did start going back, my husband was just like, this is now nah, You just come on back this thing. because it, uh-huh. it was just we just it was not it just was not making sense like he was just like no we need to we need a different strategy and it was stressful I was still like just like I don't want to leave my baby nowhere like I just <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> so how do you how do you feel like you know making that decision to stay at home how do you feel like that impacted like your recovery because we're talking about ever since the baby was delivered in your store you talk more about the baby than you did about you so <laughs> how do you feel? in this a mother's instinct uh, right? but how do you feel like that decision to stay at home even now because you're still staying at home right how has that impacted you and your health and how you're
2: recovering postpartum I would say um one like when you, when we first made that decision, like, of course we didn't realize, like, how big of an impact it would have, like, on me, uh, or both of us, like, just mentally, um, -hmm. because, like like you said, like, when you're a mom, like, it doesn't turn off, like, if you're 24-7, it doesn't turn off, and I think I had placed, like, a a lot of unrealistic expectations on myself, Mm -hmm. um, first had him and I guess like in my mind I was just like I'm not working like I felt, I felt like my contribution to the household I was just like I need to cook and I need to clean and I need to do all this 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 that but like at the same time like um as a new mom in those first few months like you're you're trying to breastfeed um and then he stopped breastfeeding but still you still have to feed you're still trying to cuddle you're still trying to um rest yourself and heal from that c-section um and you're still like eating healthy and stuff like that. Um, but rest was one of the main things. And so I was always trying to just be like, oh gosh, I just need to, I did not want my husband to come home and like the house was like a mess. And like, finally, I just had to like release myself from that um, internal pressure. I was just like, it's, it's not going to happen. Okay. Like <laughs> it's not going to happen. Okay. It, it's not, It's this, it's not, you're not going to be able to mop every single time before he comes home. Like it, it's not things happen. Like sometimes the baby wants to eat. Sometimes you don't want to eat. Like he's going through his own changes and you got to roll with the punches with what he wants to do to the baby. Yeah. And then, and then after you take care of his needs, like I would say one, you want to take care of your needs first. But if, if he needs something immediate, you take care of his needs. Like I, I started to notice like, okay, like when I know he's going to get up, I need to go ahead and get up use the bathroom, feed myself, hydrate myself, you know, do some of the things I want to do just for me. And so when he is up for the day and and like, I can like, all right, then I was just like, I get him, I feed him, do his thing. And then like in between that, if I just want to throw a a load of clothes in the laundry, one thing at a time, load of laundry. All right, cool. That's it. I'm not going to go down there. I'm not about to Clorox everything right now or whatever. Like, (laughs) One thing at a time. I'll go punch yeah. there. I'll shower or whatever. <laughs>
1: so. Yes. Well, so here's the thing, right? So if a mom, you know, get, becomes a part of Operation Miss and then she has her baby, then she has an ability to monitor her body's response to mm-hmm. all of the things that she's doing, and so that's just an objective way to tell everybody, "I'm run down. I need rest." How have you since being a part of Operation Mist, we'll talk about, you know, your blood pressure and what you're doing now to get ready for baby number two. Right. But how are you using the program to recover differently now? Is there a difference between how you were doing it pre Operation Mist and now?
2: Oh, definitely. I When um, when I wake up in the morning, like, for instance, like he's having some sleep regression. And so I'm getting up in the middle of the night. I know that when um when he goes back to sleep and then he wakes up for the day. If I look at my body battery, if I don't have a high battery, I'm not about to be trying to roll through here. Like I'm on some roller skates, trying to like lunch dishes. No, I'm going to, I'm going to take it slow. I'm going to get him up. We get him ready. I'm going to feed us. We're going to play. And when he lay down for a nap, I'm going to lay down for a nap. Okay. (laughs) I am charged. Then I'll get up and do some of the stuff that I want to do. Then I'll do some laundry. Then I'll tackle the dishes. Then I'll, like, sweep, sanitize, and do all that stuff or organize. But if I if I see, I'm just like, no, like, lay down. Because when he's up, he's up. And I need to be charged when he's up. So now I'm just like, I need to be charged. And I'm also, like, paying attention to, like, um, when – um, throughout the day when I am doing those things, I'm looking at like how my heart rate's doing. I was like, all right, do I, I need to calm down? Am I getting worked up? Like, ah, <laughs> it's, it's something, it's something like working me up for like yeah. whatever reason. Like, all right, like calm down, take a break, like relax, meditate, pray, read, like, yes. You know, so now I know. Like when to step back, and I also I look at like my sleep quality. Like, okay, like do I need to go to bed earlier? Do I need to, you know, do I need to change my unwind down routine? Because like I'm like when I notice that I'm not getting my best quality sleep. Like obviously right now I'm not because he's a before that I was like sleeping great, and then like but but now I know. So I know I need to rest throughout the day if he's getting up in the middle of the night yes I'm not like you know I'm not adding like extra pressure about doing anything and also I felt like too I was just like <laughs> I went through a phase where like it's pandemic like I want him to be able to experience things like take him to the nature trail or go super early to the park before he was there like I spray <laughs> it down <and> then <laughs> like, like it's um, just like you know I ain't gonna lie, I'll be the one that be carrying the off spray can, like, spraying, all the, spraying the whole playground down, like, all right, you can get on this side, like, right. wait, like, before you touch that, like, before you get that swing, because right. people be, like, getting on, trying to get on after us, i am like, okay, I, if he's ready, I'll take him out, i am like, you want me to spray this down for you? And they're like, oh. like all right <laughs> i love it but if he going over here, I, I need to spray i need to spray it down before he touch it i'm the one wiping his hands down like in between like no nah, Shadi, like don't put your hands in your mouth don't touch your face Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. well you do i mean you have a quote unquote pandemic baby so you know you gotta be really cleanly but that's good to hear that um you were able to use tools From like the data that you get from being a part of Operation Miss to kind of help guide your day to day activities. And it seems small, but over time it's going to make a big difference and it's going to set your body up to be healthier as you prepare for this next pregnancy. And now that you have this tool this time that you didn't have when you were pregnant the last time, hopefully you won't get a big shocker and cascade of emergency events like you did the first time. Oh, exactly.
1: and with her most recent you got to tell them because I know we got to wind down a little bit or I guess kind of come to a close but tell them about your most recent changes so that you can get your blood pressure where it needs to be in your cardiology visit.
2: and so um Catherine I was telling Catherine about my um, blood pressure um because they had when I was in the hospital they had put me on two blood pressure medications an and and the labetalol and the labetalol I was like I'm not taking that because that makes me feel like I'm a fall out on my face like mm. from those and so um my doctors were just like oh my primary care doctor was just like oh if your blood pressure is good most of the time you can just take the labetalol at like prf and i was like okay well i'm not really trying to fake it like at all but i'm trying to figure out why is it going up and down um so i had like an echo done they didn't call me with the echo results. I had to call them. It was like a whole thing. Um mm-hmm. so I was talking to Catherine, and she was just, like, just telling me, like, because in my mind, like I told you, I have, like, a treadmill. I would, like, walk on the treadmill, and I'm just like, I got to exercise. I got to, like, you know, maybe I'm not going hard enough. i like, you know, I'm not doing the most. And she was just like, no, let's, let's you know, take it back. Like, you don't have to go hard on my treadmill. <laughs> like, that's just so weight lifting light weight lifting and stuff like that and she had told me like you know it doesn't hurt to follow up with the cardiologist that's what they specialize in yeah i went to go see cardiologist and uh i had all my data i had all my data for my watch i had my blood pressure checks and i could show him also because when i went to go see the cardiologist he was just like oh yeah, yeah you just need to take like the little beta like every single day and i was like no he was mm-hmm. just like I understood what he was saying you can't take um, a medication um, on and off for your heart. You want you don't want your heart rate going up and then coming down, your blood pressure going all the way up and then coming back down. I understand that, mm-hmm. but then at the same time, like um, if I take it every single day, it just like it's like it's up, 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 and then and then it, and then it's down,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then and then it's like it just quickly just drops down, and so I was just like no because like that's not like no yeah going on my blood pressure but I was like more so this is what's going on on my watch like this is how my heart rate's doing like this is what's going on with me this is what's stressing out my body like I've made some diet modifications I'm doing better with this I was just like but I was just like I don't if you can give me something that's PRN that won't like drastically affect my heart, that's fine. But I'm not about to be taking this every single day because he was just like, oh, you just, everybody, the primary care doctor, he's not a cardiologist. She was like, yeah, you just need the bit every day. I was like, I can't take it every day. It drops my heart rate too low. It drops my blood pressure too low. Mm-hmm. But you just need to take it every day. And I was just like, okay, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> so when I going to go see the other way, yeah, I was just, he was just like, um, before, and I let him talk, cause I was just like, you know, I'm gonna give you the information and I, I'm gonna let you talk, I'm gonna let you talk. But I was just like, cause my diastolic pressure is like having a hard time coming down. Mm-hmm. And um, my systolic pressure is perfect. The diastolic pressure, it just, it just keeps floating and it'll spike just randomly. So it's just like, we gotta figure out what's going on with this. Mm-hmm. And so he's just like, oh, yeah, just da, 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 da. you can just take a little bail every day. So I didn't talk. I was just like, mm, okay. I was just like, well, let me show you. Like, this is what happens when I take this little on every single day. Like, this is what's going on. Like, this is how I am every single day. You see this watch? You see this data? Like, this is what's going on with me every single day. When I remove these stressors, like, remove, like, the diet modification, this is good. I'm just trying to figure out why is it so infrequently, randomly, it'll just tip a little bit over into the 90s. And that's what I'm trying to manage. Like, I don't need something like every single day. I just need to figure out why is it going like up there sometimes. And he was just like, oh, I'm so glad you brought this information because no, you don't need to be on the beta law every single day. I didn't realize it was just like dropping your blood pressure out like that. And I was just like, yeah. Yeah. you and did then, that, girl. <laughs> and then he, I also had a stress test order. And so the stress test told me already what Catherine said. Don't go too hard core on cardio and don't be like, you know, thinking that you need to run a marathon to like, you know, get your weight down and get your blood pressure. Because fast. your body doesn't respond positively to that he was just like, you need to do low impact and keep your heart rate below this. But you can do walking and stuff like that. But that your body doesn't respond to that and I think that had one of the biggest impacts for me because in my mind I was just like we think working out like you're thinking like boot camp like yeah like let's do this I need to do this hardcore like six-week training program just drop this weight get this thing right and it's just like no like your body doesn't respond to that in, in a positive manner anymore it's going to have your body stressed out which is going to push your blood pressure up and that doesn't work for you so i was just like low and slow low impact low impact weights like workout videos walking on the treadmill yeah. and like and then too he's just like if libeta law knowing that that medication is something that i have to take you all, all or nothing then that that tells me like okay like I need to be very diligent with my diet, my portion sizes, like what I'm eating. Um, and it's not, um, and what I found out is that my body isn't responding positively to meat. When I eat any type of meat, chicken or anything like that, my blood pressure goes up. Mm -hmm. And so I learned like, I can have, um, like shrimp or fish or something like that, like unseasoned or use some Mrs. Dash, but, um. (laughs) I need to do a smaller portion of that and mm-hmm. go heavy on the vegetables, like heavy, a very, very heavy vegetable portion. And so and so diet modification is definitely something because I can see from the watch too. like after I eat, I'm like, look, i like, it? How's it like, is my body it, is it blue or is it orange? <laughs> I wait, I'll wait and look at it. And like the two hours after I eat, I'm like, look, like. What's it doing? Like, <laughs> yes. how's my body responding? How's my heart rate adjusting? You know, what's going on with that? And then, like, since then, y'all, it's just been it's just been up and going because I ain't had medication, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, and I tell you, like, blood pressure's been doing fine. Like, it's been doing perfect. Like, perfect. It's slowly coming down. And, like, with the diet modification, like, just week by week, pounds
0: and pounds coming off i was just like yeah. look at that five pounds like okay come exactly in. exactly okay. so for yes you know the during anybody's postpartum recovery mm-hmm. like you don't want to you don't want to try to jump in a gun and do like a the, the fast boot camp like you right. were mentioning because everybody's trying to snap back and y'all our bodies are just not ready to do that after we have mm-hmm. a baby all of your organs are affected by that pregnancy it's not just what you see on the outside and even though you're mm-hmm. ready to you know get back to your pre-pregnancy weight and all you have to do that gradually and listen to your body and i'm so glad that you know you have the people in your life and the information from um the watch and being a part of operation Means yeah. to kind of help guide you to make those decisions safely um because a lot of it is what you eat you know so even if you can't work out that hard because of what's going on with your heart and your blood pressure Making those dietary changes—that's going to help too. Like it's all going to help yeah. in due time.
1: Yeah, and now she's prepared <laughs> for that next pregnancy. Yes, that's what it's all about. Because <laughs> we know our body's going to go through another stressful time, and so why not? Like you said, get your stress down, get your diet right, get your blood pressure in order, and this <laughs> time we run, we go full term. That's that's it. That's <laughs> all. That's the only no. option.
2: Harm, yes yeah. it's, uh, um i will say this too because when um after i left the doctor uh, about my blood pressure no one was very adamant about um people were not telling me to check my heart rate and my blood pressure mm-hmm. like it wasn't until like operation miss where i noticed like i was like specifically also looking at my heart rate because the doctors placed emphasis Only on my blood pressure, but they didn't like look at my heart rate. And so sometimes, like, my heart, my blood pressure would be high, but my heart rate would be low. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and then vice versa, my blood pressure would be good, but then my heart rate would be high. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what is going on here? (laughs) Like, I was just like, and that was something the doctor, too. He was just like, oh, I'm so surprised. Like, you noticed that. I was like, my watch is tracking my heart rate. (laughs) (laughs) Like, pressure so like yeah I was just like this like what's going on like why is this what is going on here and um and so that's why he was just like well just make sure you stay consistent like very consistent with your diet and what you're doing and I know that like since like since then like my body is now like going through another like change it's just like adjusting Mm -hmm. um and so I was you know because also when I made my diet modification I was trying not to go be so hard on myself because I didn't want to make too drastic of a change at one time to where like it was stressing my body out mm-hmm. I was like so we're gonna have to like let's let's walking in there because I was just I ain't trying to stress my body about food and then mm-hmm. and then my blood pressure just spikes again because it's just like I'm not getting all the nutrients I'm used to get and so <laughs> making sure like stay hydrated make sure you're eating mm-hmm. enough um and like I said, it's not a diet it's a lifestyle change so like mm-hmm. look that's the same being like the weight will come off I just need to be consistent and I just need to like you know trust the process like but when I wake up in the morning and my blood pressure be good y'all y'all can't tell me nothing I'm like <laughs> I'm medicated, okay and then I check it after every meal and I'll be like just don't talk about
1: yes <laughs> we are so proud of you Gwen You have no idea what a joy it is to, to, it it is as much joy as I thought it would be having first heard your beautiful voice over the phone. It it has greatly exceeded anything I could have ever imagined. But when you get on, like when we see you and your beautiful face on the Sunday meetings and just that smile that you have, you provide a light that we don't even know if you realize what you're doing, but that you're helping other moms, you're helping other women and your contributions of, of your transparency, they go a lot farther than you could ever imagine. Because some people would give up either trying to have another baby out of fear. They would give up trying to get their blood pressure down without medication because they don't know that they can, or they don't have the discipline to say low and slow, low mm-hmm. and slow. Like that's all you got to do. And so you are you providing this information is really empowering moms to have safer journeys, um, to trust in their bodies more, and to make sure that when they have concerns now, they raise those concerns. Because the second time around, I don't think anybody gonna be able to tell you or you anything.
2: everything, I'm gonna be like, yeah. uh, I'm in the orange. Y'all need to, we need to look at this. <sighs> One <laughs> figure, figure this out like no 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 yeah I'm I, it's gonna be second time around it's definitely gonna be completely different because one I know and I also know to have patience with my body this time because it is gonna be the second time around so like first time around I had a different body than second time around I'm gonna have a different body at this time too yeah but like low and slow trust the process like be consistent like Make sure I'm doing my part and um, checking my vitals and stuff like that on my own, so that I'm not walking in somewhere and somebody's telling me, "Oh, it's just this." Like, no, it's not. Like, you're not going to tell me it's just this because it's not that because I'm tracking. So that's right. That's right. You actually have to work today, y'all. You're going to have to dig a little deeper, (laughs) dig a little deeper, and pull something else out because I'm not settling for your first. You know resort answer that you giving to whoever like now shall like look at this this yeah. is every day you're gonna have to come with the heat because I'm not doing that. So yeah. no nah. so exactly. I mm. want you to
0: answer this for me and for someone okay. who's listening because everybody is not financially in the position where you know they can take off work um yes. to support you know, pregnancy and postpartum, do you feel like it's still doable for a working mom to be able to be on top of her vitals and, you know, be a part of Operation Miss or whatever to like monitor their health throughout pregnancy and postpartum? Or do you have any advice for someone who's listening and who wants to and doesn't know where to start?
2: I would say you definitely have to make yourself a priority regardless if you're a stay-at-home mom or if you're working because um, I could say that like oh I don't have the time to do it because of um, other things because my son he keeps he's very yeah I don't have I don't have time but like I said the morning time like before I get him even if I hear that he's up I'm just like I need to check on me first I need to I need to go to the bathroom. I need to freshen up. I need to check my vitals. I need to make sure I'm good. Like before I go in and get him, because if I go pick him up and I'm not ready and then like, I don't want him to get him out his bed and he's like already ready to go hunting, And then I'm just like, Oh no wait, I need to check my blood pressure or all this, or I need to see like, you know what I can do. Or sometimes I'll even like go in there and like turn On the TV for him and like change him real quick and give him some milk, and I'll come and like prep everything downstairs and then go get him. But for like a working mom, I'll definitely just make sure it's it's definitely about uh, discipline, it's definitely about just making sure you prioritize yourself um, throughout the process. Like, only you know what your day looks like. Um, And only, you know, what goals that you have for your pregnancy and for your body and for that journey. And so um, if it is something that you want, you make it a priority. If it requires you getting up like 15 minutes early or whatnot, just to to check your vitals and stuff like that, to prep your meals um, or to get in some low impact exercise, like 15 minutes to 20 minutes, then, then that's what you need to do. Or even like walking on your lunch breaks, like, I, I feel like because when I was working and when I when I went back for a short amount of time, <laughs> and came right back out. Um, I still made sure because yeah, my husband was like, no, it was, it's not, it's not cohe, it's it's not the best, it wasn't working, and we will get to a point where it does like work if it's working from home or whatever it is we will find something that's best for all three of us and not just something that I feel like I have to do because I don't feel like I'm contributing enough or whatnot but um it's just about just making sure you make it a priority and it has to be a priority it absolutely for preconception during pregnancy and postpartum like you have to make yourself the priority I can't tell you like how big of a deal it was to me when I realized when I wake up and um when I first had Nick um the first few months and he would be crying and my first instinct was like I need to go pick him up like right away and see what's wrong and then I would have him and get him settled and I have to use the bathroom and I'm just like I gotta go to the bathroom (laughs) first I'm kind of hungry, and I'm just like, well, I don't want to move because he's settled. How do I lay him down? I'm just like, and then from that, I was just like, it just hit me like, when like use the bathroom like before you pick him up. Like keep keep like keep a little mini fridge in your room that has water and snacks and put it on the table where you are so like wherever you your little station is wherever you're doing whatever you need to do for feeding like you can still drink and eat like keep those things like right there where you are like so that you don't have to like be like oh I gotta leave so then I was just like yeah you're right put a case of water in the room like put some snacks like right there in the room so if he has to eat. Go to the bathroom before you pick him up. So all that stuff can be handled. When he's settled, then you can lay him back down. Then you're just like, cool. But I y'all, yeah, would be so tense. I would just be like, I really got to I, like, I know. Don't want to flip the
1: <laughs> toilet. She's like, uh-uh. <laughs> <wake
2: up." laughs> he's sleeping. I don't want to move. And I would tell myself. And then um, I was like, I did it for like a few weeks now. A few weeks, I noticed it. And I don't know why a light bulb just went <laughs> off like, go to the bathroom before yeah. you pick him up even if you don't think you have to go go just try <laughs> <Enough>. <laughs> just just try like That's it very hurt.
1: tempting to do that um there are <laughs> other issues that come along with doing that though we'll talk about on different
2: podcasts
1: going just in case but yeah. it is so important to have to have a plan like you had a plan. You had a mini fridge.
2: Got the snacks. Got the drink. You good but to go. That after a few weeks it was like I was just like oh, I'm always so hungry, and I was just like getting myself worked up. I was just like, "Where's my husband at?" <laughs> 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 but Gwen, Why I love that. that. <laughs> I love
0: that. I love that because the message within that your morning routine is mm-hmm. for moms to take away is that you have to put yourself first and that's okay when you put yourself the message is when you put yourself first everything else falls into place yes mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you take care of yourself you're better able to take care of your child and your husband and your family your household yeah. um and the other message is Gwen is happiest when she has food because <laughs> yes <laughs> that's been rolling throughout this uh, podcast <laughs> please feed <laughs> <be> Gwen <laughs>
2: I have to eat Yeah, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even flex. Like when I realized like the um the diet modifications I had to make, you know, now like with my um, blood pressure and stuff like that, I was a little hurt, man. Cause like I, you know, sometimes like I just I do. I'll like crave ice cream or like cookies and stuff like that, or I'll just like sometimes you like see a commercial on TV, like oh that looks so good, like some nachos (laughs) or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then kind of like rein it back in like you know not right now like yeah. maybe after you have like later later and it can be like and you're able to manage like the portion size of it but right now let's just get it consistent yeah. like to where the blood pressure and the heart rate all that is good and then on the other end of that then you can just be like oh yeah i can have like some nachos but let's make it a routine to where you know where it's like, uh, I don't care if I have it or not. And so, yeah, like sometimes I see commercials, I'm like, oh man, that looks good. But just like finding like alternative, like meals and snacks that it's like, or seasonings that you can use that, you know, don't have salt and you're just like, okay, this makes sense, you know? And it doesn't hurt too, like to clear out what you can't (laughs) eat, like move those temptations like out of your house or whatever. So that you're not um, tempted to go in there and like do it, like <laughs> to go in there. And, like, like now, like baby Nick has the snacks, but I'm just like, I don't want to get baby Nick snacks now because baby Nick won't sit snacks. So <laughs> I, I ain't trying to have no upset baby because he like his food. So it's just like okay. Like, the, the better if it's prepped and it's ready, I can like go in there. So if I am hungry or I need a snack, like, there's my stuff right there. I can mm-hmm. eat it right away. Ooh, I'm satisfied. I'm good. And yeah. so.
0: Well, good. This is good. <laughs> Catherine, did you have anything else?
1: No, I just love her. And I love that we are on this journey with her. So, yeah, this is wonderful. Thank you for talking with us and to our sweet audience, because I know that this podcast moms will moms will really learn a lot and have a lot of tools and that's that's what we want and so thank you
2: thank (laughs) y'all
1: you're welcome
0: thank you for listening to the operation miss podcast it is our hope that you leave this conversation showered with love and empowered to live
1: If you are interested in being a part of Operation Mist, please head to operationmist.org to learn more about who we are, what we do, and how we can serve you.